And we're live. Thank you so much for joining the Clydesdale Media Presents Meet the Athletes of the Semifinals. Before I get to my guest, I'm going to thank my sponsors. RX Smart Gear provides world-class jump ropes, grips, and other gear for us all. Use the discount code Clydesdale15 for 15% off your order at rxsmartgear.com. It's the only jump rope I've ever used in my career. Mobility Movement MVMNT is a pro free month when you use the code Clydesdale free month at mobilitymnt.com. And finally, C4 Energy, delivering the most effective, best tasting, and highest quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at c4energy.com. That's c4energy.com. And without C4, I would not be making it through these interviews. Um, this is the frozen bomb sickle. And it reminds me back in 1982 when I was a kid at the pool on a hot day, getting that frozen red, white, and blue popsicle um, tastes just like it. So check that out at c4energy.com. And now I'm happy to present Meg O'Donnell. Meg, we met about a year ago today at the Mac. Yeah. So this it's is your a- time back at the Mac. Uh, yeah, so let's see. I've been going to Mac now since 2019. So I went team on 2019. Uh, then 2020 happened. And then <laughs> I would have gone there, but uh, we all know how that went. Then last year was my first big time at a competition since, you know, everybody else had been doing the same. We've all been working out at home and doing online qualifiers to see. Now we're back to the Mac one more time. See if we can um, make another jump forward on this whole big journey. Yeah. So you, you've been around a little bit. You've, you were at the 17 and 18 regionals, the Atlantic regionals. So you've been a regional competitor. You did the sanctional thing at Norwegian throwdown. Yeah. And then, and then now the semifinals two years in a row. So I saw you described as a, uh, you self-described yourself as a fitness addict. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Um, I've been in CrossFit now for about 10 years. Um, I found it, unfortunately, I didn't find it while I was in college, but I found it once I got out of college. And I actually didn't know what I was getting into when I got into it. A buddy of mine just asked me if I wanted to come and the class was free at that time. So I came, did a free workout. And I was like, oh, cool. I like this stuff. And it was an easy way to keep myself in shape post-college. So I ran with it and here we are 10 years later, still doing it. So you've had a taste of like all the different formats that CrossFit has gone through. You've done the regionals, you've done the sanctionals, and you've done the semifinals. Do you have a preference of the three? Um, personally, I like the structure. So regionals and semifinals had more structure for me. And I like that. It almost gave you a definite season. Whereas sanctionals kind of made it a little more hectic. I felt like it was fun to be in different places and compete against different faces. Um, So that's always a good thing to meet up with different people. But um, I felt like the structure was better for me personally. So yeah, the semifinals and the regionals format works better for me. So the only big difference between the two is the quarterfinals. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you like the quarterfinal stage? Yeah, so far so good. I feel like it definitely changed the open. Um, So before in the open, while it was conditioning based, we would see 
maybe a few more heavier weights. And I feel like now with the second year of it, we've definitely been able to just kind of dive into conditioning. And if you are hoping to get to the next stage, usually the weights that you'll see in the open aren't necessarily heavy anymore, it feels like. So then the quarterfinals gets to put in a little more skill, put in a little more weight. Um, I feel like it's fun to have other people go in because I've seen other members at the gym be like really all about it because it's the next step for them. So I think it's more inclusive. And then I have to ask, what made you go to Norway uh, for the Norwegian throwdown as part of your sanctional run? Um, so my coach and I had looked at all the sanctionals that year and we kind of broke it down to see where I might have the best shot at being number one. (laughs) So that was the strategy there. Um, Norway was super cool. I've never been to Norway. So there is uh, a check on that list. Like I've never been there. So that's always fun to do. Um, And then it just so happened to be literally right before we shut down. So I got in one semifinal that year out of the three that we had planned um two would have been mac and then the third one would have been the asbury park games in the summer which was cutting it close to the games but i mean any shots a shot right right exactly um did was that the year they did the snow run yeah yeah we did the snow run so uh the first year uh or the first thing that we did was literally they took us outside and we didn't know what we were doing we were at the bottom of a ski hill And uh, I saw Tommy Marquez, actually, and he's like, yeah, it was a fun one yesterday because they got to test it out for us. Um, We had no idea how far we were going. Uh, So they just kind of told us, all right, you're going out for a run. We'll we'll see you later. (laughs) Yeah. And for those of us who grew up in the Northeast, when you're running in snow, there's no like markers. Right. Right. So you have no idea how far you've run or what what distance even looks like. Yeah, and I'm sorry, my cat behind the computer right now. (laughs) Um, But yeah, there is no markers. Uh, You're staring at a bunch of white to the point where you probably should have had sunglasses on. (laughs) Uh, It's a little blinding, but uh, I think it ended up being, I don't know, maybe two miles at most. Yeah. So let's talk about quarterfinals this year. You had a major... That is awesome. (laughs) My dog is usually barking so loud that I have to mute myself when the other person's talking. But, oh my gosh, that is awesome. Uh, So what's the name of your cat? We've got to know. This is Duke. Come here, Duke, now that you're here. (laughs) Yeah. He's going to run away. But that's Duke. And then Winston is watching in the background. So he is watching very jealously. (laughs) So quarterfinals week. Um, you got married and did, did quarterfinals. Yeah, all at the same time. It was uh, not necessarily the plan for that weekend. Um, we, what was it? Maybe about a year ago, we had gotten to choose our date. And as you can imagine, with everything going on with the pandemic, there were uh, <laughs> there were a lot of dates already taken up. Uh, I think our original plan was to try for November, uh, which we think thought would have been a better time. Uh, but we ended up getting March. Um, so I discussed with my wife, I told her, I was like, Hey babe, like, 
and uh, Meg apparently got booted off by her cat. Um, but we'll have her come back on. Yeah, she got married to her wife, Alexis, uh, that weekend of quarterfinals um, and still qualified for semis, which is pretty awesome. So hopefully we'll get her back here in a minute or two. If you haven't seen, we've been doing these um, for the last week and a half. Uh, uh, you can go check out any of the other athletes that we've interviewed um, on the Clydesdale Media YouTube channel. And make sure you do that. Uh, so hopefully Meg will be back here soon. Um, but yeah, uh, I just got a message from her. She's trying to get back on, but yeah, um, yeah, we're leaving for Knoxville here in a couple days. We have another, we have four more interviews today for sure. I have invites out to some more people. Might get some more today. Uh, we have another group tomorrow and another group on Thursday. And we're going to keep doing these as we uh, kind of promote the achievement that is the semifinals. So uh, I'm hoping that Meg is okay and her cat didn't attack her. My co-host cat actually knows Meg pretty well uh, as they live in Delaware there and Cat says she is a Delaware beast, um, but excited to highlight her. And my co-host Cat has jumped on to save me. Um, but Cat, hey, tell us about Meg. <laughs> I'll give you everything I know, right? Uh, yeah, I thought I'd bail you out just a little bit until maybe she comes back. Hopefully, so I'm she's here, but no picture. Okay. There she is. There she is. All right. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> so Kat was going to do your your biography, but we would prefer to have the autobiography. I was going to fill in, yeah. Hey, I'm uh, always happy to have a fill-in. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, wedding. So we uh, ended up getting March as our day. I told my wife, uh, Alexis, that that would be, you know, right in the middle of the season, and I wasn't sure if we were going to stick with the quarterfinals to semifinals. So I wasn't sure 100% that that would be, you know, any type of special weekend. But Or if we were going back to the five weeks of the Open, I wasn't sure. But we knew that there was a high possibility that we were going to be inside that weekend. So uh, the dates finally came out. And originally, uh, Alexis is her name, my wife. She got confused and she thought that because there are different weekends that she thought it was stretched out. So she's like, oh, you only have to do one workout that weekend. I was like, that seems like an odd format, but I'll take it because it's a wedding weekend. And then we looked again and she's like, no, I was just kidding. I think that's, you know, the age group qualifiers or like the age group uh, quarterfinals instead of your quarterfinals. So we're going to have a packed in weekend. And uh, that we did. I reached out to the gym that I ended up going to was Mad Hatter because we were out in like Doylestown-ish area and um, they were amazing. Josh is the owner there uh, that I was talking to and he took me in like I was one of his own, which is one of the awesome parts about the CrossFit community. And then I was able to squeeze in, I think two before our rehearsal dinner then I got up the morning of, I squeezed in one the day of our wedding. 
And it just so happened to be that I had to do that one twice. So oh, no. I, uh, I did the workout. I think it was workout number two. It had the lunging and the handstand push-ups. I got through it. Um, a buddy, my coach had texted me a, a good time to hit. I beat that time. So I was pretty excited. And I got back to my phone and it didn't record the whole thing. So in Josh's words, I had to basically Matt Frazier it. I waited as long as I could, probably about 20 to 30 minutes. And then I had to repeat the whole thing. Um, decided that, you know, everything I had done before was pretty good. So we weren't really going to change anything there. But um, I ended up having to do that one twice. Luckily, I beat my time. So <laughs> it ended up working out, but a little stressful, to say the least. Um, and then we got to finish up the weekend. I think by that time, I only needed to do uh, two. I had two left. So uh, our our wedding was on Friday, which was probably the best case scenario, because I only had to do one on Saturday and then one on Sunday to finish everything up. And we were pretty much good to go. So, you know, weddings are beautiful. I'm celebrating my 25th wedding anniversary next week. Congrats. Um, and that's great. But what stress did that put on your quarterfinal performance? And did you change the focus from, I want to do the best I can, or to just, I want to get to semis? Uh, the focus was definitely, I want to get to semis. Um, I'm always looking to do the best that I can, but um, it wasn't like I was going to have time to redo. So that is stressful. When you know, I mean, sometimes it puts the right amount of stress on you because you know that you can't redo it. So you're just like, okay, we're one and done. This is how it's going to go. Uh, not only am I in a completely different environment at a different gym, which once again was awesome, but I mean, it's a different gym. You don't know everybody there. Like not only is all that happening, but I have the like thought in my head, like I have to get out of here. I need to go spend time with my family. <laughs> all my friends right. are up here waiting for me. They understand luckily, but it did put a lot of stress on performance probably. I tried not to think about it in the moment, but sitting here now and like reflecting on it, uh, I would say that it was definitely stressful. Um, I like to think that I kind of roll with the punches a lot. So uh, I don't know if I looked like I was very stressed out during the whole time, but I was trying to keep it all together, A, for family, B, for the fact that we're celebrating, you know, a momentous occasion. And then C, I had some faith and confidence in myself that I would be in the top 120. Uh, obviously, you always want to do your best and you want to get, quote unquote, a good seating. Um, but yeah, I had faith that I would be in the top 120 and I definitely did not leaderboard, which is probably a good thing because I'm pretty sure after the first two scores, I probably would have been a little more stressed out. My friend told me afterwards that I wasn't inside the top 120 after the first two scores. <laughs> yeah. Cause in 2021, you, I think you finished up in like the twenties in North America and then this year it dropped a little bit and I'm sure it had to do with all the stresses around you in that moment. But at the end of the day, you punched your ticket to yep. semis. And so slates clean and you get to start over again. Which is always a great thing. Yeah. Uh, I like that format that we just kind of punch the ticket and 
you get there and then you doing what you're supposed to do anyway. You're showing up, you're inside the moment. You want to do as best as you can for each one. You're fighting against the clock and yourself rather than necessarily the people to your right or to your left, because you can only control what you do. So the workouts were released yesterday. Yeah. So what are your thoughts? Um, I like them. So I feel like Max usually been definitely a little on the strength bias, but that's okay. I'm, I'm more on the strength bias myself. I like that kind of stuff. Uh, but I feel like they're pretty well balanced. Um, we have a bunch of fun stuff to do. Uh, definitely like speed too. Uh, I was looking at specifically, I think I'm going to test out parkour today, the hardcore parkour, which is a relative sprint. <laughs> um, I say relative because it's probably, if you've ever been on a track team, it's probably like that 800 almost more sprint. So it's not a true sprint. It's one of those weird distances that you're like, I need to start well, end well, but also have a good middle. <laughs> yeah, those box overs are going to be crazy. Yeah. Um, I just actually brought out boxes and did those literally on Saturday. So I'm glad I started to remember what those feel like. Because that push up to get your body up over is like a little bit of triceps that you don't remember until you are in the middle of it, doing burpees and getting over something and trying to do it quickly and then pairing it with anything that uses upper body. And you're like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> and then CrossFit released their first two. You've known about those for over a week. What's funny is I volunteered at the 2014 regionals and in my memories, eight years ago today was that event. Oh, wow. That's and, a fun uh, little fact there. Yeah. And so I have pictures popping up of Panchik and Froning going against each other at the Central East and Danny Seidel when she won, when she set the world record. Yeah. My, so it was cool to see that today. Yeah. I think that it's, um, it's cool to do. So now that we're paying homage to like the old regionals workouts or the old games workouts, which I mean, they always did the old games workouts at, you know, the games from time to time. But uh, now that we're paying homage to it in the semifinals, I think it's pretty cool. It's fun because we actually did that almost last year. We had a very similar event where we were doing legless rope climbs and then some very heavy snatches with a 70-pound dumbbell, if I recall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is going to be much more of a sprint than that one was. Yeah, because it's yeah. only rope climb, go move your chest piece, rope climb, go move your chest piece. So uh, I'm happy to test that one out. I've definitely been working on my legless rope climbs and working on them under fatigue. So doing every 30 second kind of ones and stuff like that. So it'll be fun to see where we're at. So I only have like two questions left for you. One is you were, you were just at Wadapalooza in January. It was your first time I read. Yeah. And what were your thoughts? Um, so it was my first time. I've always wanted to compete at Wadapalooza, um, but with trying to concentrate on getting myself to regionals or semifinals, stuff like that, it always seemed like it could be at the just slightly wrong time. Uh, I didn't want to like peak too soon or anything like that. Um, but this year was a lot of fun. So I got to go meet up against like, a ton of really, really awesome people uh, from all over the world, too. Uh, we specifically had a few women in our heats that 
didn't speak English. <laughs> so that was always fun to navigate, I'm sure, especially for the judges. Um, luckily, they have people there that were speaking different languages. One of the girls, I think she spoke at least two languages besides English. And uh, she was able to translate a little bit. But um, I think the women that were speaking French were in a little bit of a rougher position. <laughs> so it was a lot of fun. Um, I'm sad to say that I was sick leading up to that. So that definitely wasn't a good showing for me and my performance wise. Um, but I would absolutely relish at the comp uh, opportunity to do it again. Um, swimming, you know, being out in the sun, um, just it was a fun environment. I think that Waterpalooza has always had a good, you know, programming behind it. So it was a lot of a lot of fun. Nothing better than leaving the snow and going to Miami for a week. Yes. <laughs> um, last question and the most last question the most important question i read that you're a cheesecake lover 100% what cheesecake is the best cheesecake Ooh, flavor wise um, flavor wise so it's always hard for me to decide because now they've come out with different flavors like pumpkin cheesecake uh, and sometimes i am a little more basic and i love me some pumpkin cheesecake uh, the classic new york style cheesecake is always you know always a good one to go with. And then every once in a while you have like a fun, I don't know, raspberry swirl or like a white chocolate thing. It's really hard for me to decide under all this fitness is just like a fat kid waiting to come out and play. <laughs> so, so do you ever put fruit topping on your cheesecake? Um, I haven't in a while. So we did actually with all the fitness that I've been doing, my wife is a little more of a cook and a chef. So she has found some paleo recipes to make like a, I think it's usually like a cashew cheesecake. Mm -hmm. um, it's good. It's not the like absolute replacement, but it does hit the spot. And we haven't put, I don't think we put any fresh fruit on there, but sometimes she has made like uh, a reduction or anything like that with maybe some strawberries. Um, I think we've done blueberries before as well but never any like more fun stuff. We haven't gotten to the raspberries or blackberries or anything like that. <laughs> well, this is cat, not me, just so you know, but I do not put fruit on my cheesecake. I want just the cheesecake. Mm. Now there's a little old man right up the road from me who at this restaurant that makes fresh cheesecake every day. Oh, wow. It is the best cheesecake I've ever had. And he makes all kinds of flavors and you never know what it's going to be until you go in that day. That sounds perfect. <laughs> and it is, it is to die for. If you were ever in Columbus, Ohio, you have to go to this place and get a piece of cheesecake. That sounds amazing. And I might have to make the trip just for that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I like, if I'm out somewhere, I just want the plain New York cheesecake, no topping, no fruit. And cat is... It hits the spot. Well, Kat and I disagree on ice cream, but with this, she says chocolate and caramel are the only acceptable toppings. No fruit. For ice cream. <laughs> ice cream. I like fruit in my ice cream, but she says absolutely not. Um, I feel like it always depends. I'm, I like a full variety of everything. I like sweet. I like savory. So, if we get down into the nitty gritty, like I could probably eat almost anything if you put it in front of me. <laughs> Yeah, I did see you did a thing with Fit Aid at Wadapalooza 
and they asked you what your favorite cheat meal was and you said there's too many to choose from yeah <laughs> yeah there's too many to choose from um i'm not usually a fast food kind of girl so that's out of the picture but i mean cheat meals always relative right now like i don't eat a lot of dairy or anything like that so even doing like fancy cheeses is kind of a cheat meal <laughs> So it might not seem like a cheat meal to other people, but it's like, there's so many things for me to choose from. <laughs> well, I want to thank you so much for jumping on with us, Meg. Uh, it's been good getting to know you over this past year uh, and good luck at Mac. And we'll see you down there. Thanks so much. I'm excited. And uh, thanks for having me. Yeah.